Are you on social media? Then you're communicating to the world. Is there a right or wrong way to communicate online? Our guest, digital strategist Jamie Snyder, will help you answer these questions. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Jamie, so we are all writers and publishers? Yes, we are. And the amazing thing about social media is that it is the ultimate equalizer for anybody willing to engage. Individuals can now speak to hundreds, even thousands of people at no mm. cost. But with this ability comes responsibility. Wow, and we certainly need to talk about that today with our ministry leaders and pastors watching. Mm -hmm. uh, let's dive into that. What about responsibility online? You mean I can't post what I want to post? Well, or I shouldn't? <laughs> well, and, and, and that's where the question is. Um, you know, social media has blurred the lines between our personal life yeah. and our work and our ministry. And, you know, one thing we have to keep in mind is that no matter what, we are always representing the church. It is likely that you have friends or family that follow you on social media who are not members of the church or even secretly struggling with their faith. Mm -hmm. So what you post can make a difference in, in you know, what their, their perception of our faith, their perception of the work that you're doing for the Lord. Can, it can really have an impact. So it sounds like I have no time off. If I am a ministry leader and I post something Mm -hmm. When I'm not, quote unquote, working, you mean really I am working when I post things online? Absolutely. Well, you know, God calls us to always be disciples in every aspect of our lives. So we really should think before we post. And, you know, we all learn this as kids, you know, to think before you speak. But now I want you to think before you post. And it's not enough for something to be true. It also has to be helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind because you're always witnessing, you're always representing the church, even if you don't realize it. And uh, what about deleting stuff that maybe, you know, I don't really want everybody to see this. Is that appropriate or, or does it stay up forever? Well, we can delete stuff on social media, but the impression is still there. Mm. And I know that alarming number of people say that they leave the church because of what someone said or did. And you don't want social media to be a vehicle for negativity. So if you're not sure whether or not to post something, don't. Don't. It's, it's just safer not to. And, uh, you know, as a multiplier, that's what I kind of see social mm -hmm. media as. Mm -hmm. Uh, using it for for good, of course. Of course. But but in ministry, what are some landmines that maybe one should avoid that you can think about? Well, I can think of a few, but the first thing I want to point out is that social media is ultimately connecting people with people to share a collective story. Sure. And as disciples, we're connecting with our members, we're connecting with our community, and we're connecting with God, but we're also sharing the gospel. And so with that in mind, we have to frame whatever we're posting online with the salvation of others first. Mm. And so when you talk about landmines, that makes me think of, 
anything, anything that's controversial, anything that could be a conversation that is better had in person. Yeah, you said something off uh, camera about if I were put on trial mm -hmm. for something I would uh, post, could I be convicted as a Christian? Yes. Tell me more about that. What really was that all about? Well, I heard a sermon many years ago, and what, what the preacher was basically saying is, if you were hauled in the court today, is there mm -hmm. enough evidence to convict you of a Christian? And I think, you know, fast forward five, ten years later, now we live in a digitally focused world. If someone looked at your social media, could they convict you of being a Christian? Mm. And would they like Christians based on your behavior online? You know, I, I want you to think about how, it, what is your social media doing? Is it driving people towards Christ or is it driving them out of the church? Yeah, and, and, and just one more thing about this writer-publisher thing. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, when you post things online, you don't have mm -hmm. an editor mm -hmm. checking, mm -hmm. spell-checking even. You mm -hmm. know, you, mm -hmm. you just put stuff up. Um, any tips on being a better writer and publisher? I, I know the things that are good, Mm -hmm. um, anything else that you can share with us? Well, learning to write for social media, learning to communi communicate, communicate to your audience, mm -hmm. it, you know, is key. And it's a, it's a different platform. And, you know, a couple of things I keep in mind is, you know, focus your point. Um, you know, have a very clear point. Use simple language. And uh, if at all possible, share a story. Because that is what really speaks to people. You know, share what God is doing in your life through your ministry. And when you share testimonials and stories and pair it with a compelling image, you can actually be a very effective witness for how God is, you know, working through you. I want people to use social media. Yes. And, you know, you can witness in a very gentle way to people who are either on the fence or who are curious, but actions always speak louder than words. And so if you can show positive action and focus on, you know, the positive things that God is doing and telling those stories and telling those testimonials in a simple and direct way that's genuine mm -hmm. and honest and meaningful. It goes beyond good grammar and good spelling. Um, you know, just share the human side of what it is that you're doing and focus on the positive. I, I love that. You know, I, I have some friends who were looking for a job, actually, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were told that their social media sites were viewed prior to the interview. Mm -hmm. Why do people do that? What, what's, is it just to get to know the person and to mm -hmm. know really, you know, what makes this person tick as they post things online? Well, it's also a reflection of character. I actually do that. Um, okay. You know, if I'm, you know, in the hiring process for someone or if I'm looking to take on an intern, I look at their social media. I want to see what kind of person this is because oftentimes, you know, sometimes social media isn't an accurate depiction of your life and your feelings, but sometimes it is. And so if I look at someone's social media and they're, they're very negative or they're attacking others online and they're not representing the values that... I want to have, you know, in my work environment, mm. that's important to me. And so, especially to young people, it's, it, you know, really think about the long term when you choose what you post online. Yeah. And, you know, privacy is a concern. Safety is a concern. Um, just show discretion before you post. And this would certainly be the case for ministry leaders, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, today as we think about... Uh, posting and the world seeing it 
um, our our posting can have a residual impact mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. somebody can read it and then send it somewhere else, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. It will always reach farther than you could ever imagine. Wow. And, and that is what we have to keep in mind. Even if for some reason, you know, you don't think of yourself as a witness on social media, you don't know who's going to see it. They're going to be scrolling. If somebody likes your post and it shows up in their friend's feed, that might be the exact thing they need to hear today, or it might be the exact thing that puts the nail in the coffin and they walk out of the church. Thank you. When we come back, Jamie's going to talk to us about ethics online and maybe even about arguing with people. <laughs> Stay tuned. Ministry in Motion will be right back. We're back with Jamie Snyder, who is a digital strategist, and she's helping us understand how important it is when we post things online. Mm -hmm. Jamie, let me just say, being a person in ministry, mm -hmm. should there be an ethic, a, a morality, a way in which I should think about the things that I place online? Absolutely, and I, I, I think, you know, oftentimes the person we have to set boundaries with is ourself. Yeah. And so we really do, especially if you're a ministry leader, you know, hold yourself to the highest standards. It, it's vitally important because, again, I, I want to stress, we are always representing the church. And we are always, for some people, we're always representing Christ. And mm -hmm. so we really have to hold ourselves to a high standard um, to always you know, verify content, to honor the privacy of others, to respect intellectual property rights, and to never release anything that's confidential. Wow. I mean, you mean to tell me fake news is perpetrated online? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, unfortunately. Verify, you said. Yeah, always verify. And, you know, sometimes that can be difficult, but just, mm -hmm. you know, again, you know, err on the side of caution. And I don't want this to be discouraging. I want people to use social media. Sure. It is a powerful tool. It is a vital tool for magnifying our message. But that means we have to be very careful with it. Yeah. I know, just like any other, uh, other mediums that came before it, like TV and radio, mm -hmm. we really want to use it in the best possible way. So, you know, ministry leaders watching or listening mm -hmm. may have children or teenagers. Mm -hmm. Any words of advice about how they are to help their teenagers navigate through mm -hmm. social media. Mm -hmm. Just any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I, you know, young people can spend up to nine hours a day on social media, which for some of us might even be unfathomable. It's my job, and I'm not sure I spend that much sure. on social media. And so I think what's really important is helping them to first set boundaries, again, with themselves. Mm -hmm. You don't want your social media to conflict with your spiritual life. You, you know, some people, I think it's something like 30% of people have to check Twitter before they get out of bed if they have a Twitter <laughs> account. That is not how you should start your morning. You should be disciplined and start your morning, you know, with prayer and worship to reconnect with God before you go out into the world. Because there's a lot of content that you're going to run into online. And so the first thing is teaching them to set boundaries. Okay. I think the second thing is, you know, critical thinking and objectivity to help them to navigate that, you know, we absolutely respect diversity of opinion and everybody comes at it from a different perspective and they're sharing different pers perspectives online. That's yeah. great. That's a positive thing. But 
you know, we also have to learn to look at it objectively and respect others' values, but also discernment and critical thinking to think like, you know, is this based in fact? Is this just opinion? Because um, especially if you're a ministry leader mm -hmm. or a member of the church, a lot of people, your fan base may confuse your opinion with the stance of the church. And that might not be you know, your intention, but it happens. That's that whole blurred line yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, and, you know, again, we're all called to be disciples. And, you know, while there's diversity of opinion, we also want to protect our church family and to, you know, resolve any issues internally like a family would. Um, it, it would be ludicrous to, if you were trying to witness to someone, if you knocked on their door and you started by lambasting the, the very church you're asking them to join. Sure. So we wouldn't do that face to face, right? Mm -hmm. So why would we do it on social media? Uh. So focusing on the positive, it's, it's not that you can't have a different opinion and, and we can't discuss these things, but the, the other issue with social media is it strips away the nonverbal com component of communication. In fact, let's go there because diversity of opinion, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we should respect others' opinion. But what if I see something online that's absolutely false? It's wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you mean I can't jump in and say, hey, man, you're mm -hmm. wrong, mm -hmm. <laughs> or start arguing with a person online. As a ministry leader, what is my role, you know, some people say, well, I'm spreading the truth online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is my role when we banter or go back and forth? Mm -hmm. And I can't see this person, but yeah. I can see their words. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, when it's typed out and when it's on social media, we don't get tone. We don't get inflection. So you might be trying to say something in love. Yeah. But from that person's perspective, through, through their lens, they're seeing it potentially as an attack. And so what happens is emotions run high and it escalates very quickly. But it's a conversation that maybe should be had. But it should be had offline where you can look at someone face to face and have a much more productive conversation because they can see that you're not threatening, that you're not putting them down mm. and, and, and that you're actually trying to have a positive interaction with them. Because I, I don't know about you, but I have friends I disagree with and we talk all the time. Sure. But I wouldn't try to have that conversation on Twitter or Facebook um, because then they don't they don't know the context of what I'm saying. And also, the other thing to keep in mind is you might be bantering back and forth with this person, and even if you have a good relationship and they know that it's all positive, somebody else might be reading it and may, you know forming their opinions sure. based on what they're reading and forming their opinions on the church based on what they're reading. And from their perspective, it might be, oh, this church can't get along with itself. Yeah. So there's always an audience is what I hear. Yeah. It's, it's always public. Social media is never private. Um, that, that's a misconception. Well, some people say, well, it's my personal social media or, right. you know, it's, it's a, my private social media. And some, some accounts you can actually, you know, hide it from the public and you can only add your friends hmm. on a permission basis. But even that's still public. So if you add 100 friends, you may have curated them. It might not be open to the wider public, but how many of those people do those hundred friends know? And if you say something that offends them or mm. turns them away from the church or confuses them or hurts them, they're gonna tell their friends, they're gonna show their friends, they can still take screenshots. It, it is never private. Never private. Yeah. Well, 
I'm learning a lot. Uh, I hope you are too. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do we air problems about our church online, or even should we? Stay tuned. You're watching Ministry in Motion. We're with Jamie Snyder, a digital strategist, and she's helping us understand what it means to be a ministry leader and using social media for the benefit. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me, how about airing dirty laundry <laughs> and giving a lot of negative posts? What, what, what kind of impact would you say that, have, that has? Well, first of all, you know, it, the Bible tells us to focus on what is positive and what is holy. Mm. It, it's not that there's not problems, but you know, focus on the positive. Use it as a way to uplift people and enrich people. And you know, one thing I would ask this is, how many people are you willing to drive out of the church to make a point? Uh. You know, take it offline. Um, yes, we have to resolve our issues. But social media is not the place to do it. Okay. You know, social media is this great public broadcasting, you know, platform for individuals and ministries alike, for leaders and just your average person. But it can be used for so much good. Jamie, I, I tell you, sharing good news, not negative news is mm -hmm. what I hear you saying. Mm -hmm. And so often uh, I have watched or heard mm -hmm. negative news uh, multiply mm -hmm. online. Um, what are ways in which I can verify whether something is true or not? Mm -hmm. Any suggestions? Um, you know, if you post something and I see it, how mm -hmm. do I know it's uh, a fact? Well, you know, we, in addition to social media, we have a powerful tool called mm -hmm. Google. And okay. you can just Google it. You can look it up and see if you can verify it with other news sources or other okay. credible sites. Um, the other thing, too, is, you know, the Adventist community in some ways is, is very small. And so if you know someone who's been impacted, you know, maybe you can reach out directly to them and sure. say, you know, can you tell me what really happened here or, or how I can help? Um, it, so you can even turn a negative into a positive. Gotcha. And, you know, with that verification, should I correct something if it's wrong? Or if I find out that, hey, this is not true, should I repost and say, hey, you all, this is not true. I just found out from source A. And, you know, that can be very helpful, um, okay. you know, as long as you post wisely and you craft your language wisely. If it's a, it's a post coming from someone who's saying something that's untrue, um, you can either go directly to the person and speak to them and say, hey, can you take that down? I found out that, you know, that that's not actually true. But I would engage directly with the person. I would not do it publicly, though, on their wall okay. because you can embarrass them. Mm. You can, you know, shame or accidentally make them feel threatened uh, online. So, again, you can do a direct message. If you know them personally, you can text or you can call them and say, I know you're upset about this, but I actually found out that, that this isn't true. Ah. And then they can handle the messaging there. Thank you. You know, Jamie... Um in many ways, you are a minister um, as, you're, as you do digital strategy. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've helped several ministries mm -hmm. um, when they were hosting events or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to reach the world. How have you seen social media be really this multiplier? Uh, do you have some examples of 
the good things that happen when you use social media to share the good news? Oh, I have tons. Um, just some quick examples. Just some quick for examples. Us. I mean, it's a great awareness tool if you're doing, you know, some kind of community event like a clinic or some kind of okay. health fair. And then, you know, not only can you get that awareness and you can get people to come into the space and come into the church. And then, you know, of course, you need that human connection. The value in social media is you have to take it from the digital conversation to an in-person experience and affect them in the real world and impact them in the real world. And so when you use it as an awareness tool to get people into a space and then we engage with them and serve them, then they have these wonderful positive testimonies, which then we can share online. And that just breeds, you know, it tells our story and it tells what we're trying to do. But then again, a lot of those people, then they come back and, you know, we have stories where, you know, evangelistic series have been live streamed and because of someone's schedule, they couldn't come, but they watched every live stream and then now they're witness. They're, wow. they're, they're baptized and they're a witness for the church now. Wonderful. Um, you it, know, it, Someone may be watching in their 50s or 60s, mm -hmm. and they're still in full-time ministry, mm -hmm. and maybe they don't, quote, value the, the, the multiplier that social media provides. Mm -hmm. How can you convince them? I think we should use every tool that is at our disposal. And, you know, social media is not in place of. It's in addition to. Mm. It's a way to quickly spread news. It's a way to quickly spread stories and testimonies and reach people that otherwise you might not be able to usually reach. So I have about a 1,000 friends online. I can't talk to those people every day. I don't have an opportunity to witness to them face to face, but they can see what I'm sharing online. They can see the testimonies. They can see how God is working in my life and the things that my church is doing. And that can speak volume so that when I do have that in-person experience with them, that face to face, they already know a little bit about what, um, you know, what I'm going to talk about and what I'm trying to reflect and what, and what God is, you know, doing you know, hopefully through my ministry. And that's a starting point. That's the start of a conversation. Jamie, I've learned so much today, and I'm sure those who are watching and listening have as well. Thank you. What is one thing that you could share that's kind of rising to the top of all of our conversation uh, with those who are paying attention to this very important subject? Well, I hope this changes how they view and how they use social media. I want us to work together to spread the gospel message so that we can get the job done and we can go home. Jamie, thank you so much for being on Ministry in Motion. You're welcome. Let's review a few points that we covered today. First of all, think before you post. Maintain a high standard of ethics. Respect the opinions of others. Avoid controversial conversations. Don't use social media as a sounding board for church problems. And then finally, we learned, spread the good news, not negative news. Remember, you are reaching the world by using social media. Let's be a multiplier of the good news, not the negative news. Thank you for watching Ministry in Motion. <music>